Welcome to your favorite podcast, Cosmic Queen. Get ready to discover soulful selling and marketing strategies. Learn how to stop overthinking everything by reprogramming your subconscious mind. And finally, level up your business, your income, and your success. Yes, girl, it is all happening right now. So grab your earbuds, light up your manifestation candle. It is time to hack the quantum field, create success that defies logic, and let out your inner alpha. Let's go ahead and get started. Hello, I'm so excited to be here today. I have my first guest ever. And when I was debating who to bring on, I was like, I have to bring Catherine because if you know her, you love her. And today we're going to be talking about all the funnest things. So I'm here with Catherine Whaler. And I, I just, I've been working with her for like a year and a half. And I just asked her how to pronounce her last name. No, honestly, I've had friends. I've legit had friends since I was like five years old that still can't pronounce it. <laughs> and I was about to say it. I'm like, I think I'm saying it wrong wrong, but, but this part I'm definitely probably going to mess up. I'm going to leave some stuff out, but she is an astrological goddess, human design expert, new paradigm thought leader, coach for new paradigm leaders. She does it all and does it all looking fantastic. So hello and welcome. Thank you. It wouldn't be a call with us if we didn't start off talking about our outfits. <laughs> for context, for context, Catherine is wearing, what is it? A, a slip. I'm having my like 13 going on 30 moment. I just turned 28. So I'm having my 13 going on 30 moment of like blazer over like a nightgown slip. <laughs> like lace I love it. I was like, I think I'm going to copy that look. I'm going to have to like maybe adjust it a little bit. Like the, like the millennial version. It's like all those like memes that's like Gen Z and millennial, how they take on the trends. I know. I'm like Gen Z. No, I'm on the cusp. Yeah, so I'm so I'm definitely firmly millennial. And this is mm -hmm. actually an astrological thing too. I don't know if you're aware of, but the generations, the reason we have different flavors and different like preferences and styles in each generation is due to the astrology. It's due to Pluto. Pluto moves in about 18 year cycles and defines each generation. So we're both Pluto and Scorpio, which is why we're both like firmly millennial. But because I, you know, Know, the Gen Z's are like three years behind me. Mm -hmm. I was just joking with my best friend who's the same year as me. And we were like, yeah, we can kind of fit in a little bit <laughs> into the Gen Z pocket. We're not older millennials. So we're kind of like in this weird space where we're like, we're not older. We don't have kids yet. We don't have husbands. We're not like super young and 22 years old at the bar. You, either. Know, you know what my criteria is? I've worked with a couple of millennial Gen Z cusp coaches. And if if your coach tells you to go masturbate, they are probably Gen Z. That is. <laughs> oh my God, I'm dead. <laughs> you know what's so funny is this has totally become my calling card and I did not plan for that. <laughs> Like I did not, like I was telling um, Rosemary. So for those who are listening, she's a client and a friend of ours. Like Gabby, I'm so happy to get a shout out on this. Yeah, so <laughs> but it, it was so funny because she was like, yeah, I was like telling this, that, and that person. I was like, I really did not plan on this being my reputation, but here we are. <laughs> here it's we are. Here we are. <laughs> but it's all connected, right? So do we need to backtrack? Was my, was my introduction good enough or do you want to? I loved your introduction. Okay. No, I love it. I feel like we're 
doing like an in-style interview where you're like, Catherine came in wearing this, that, and the other thing. And she's <laughs> this. And no, it's so fun. Um, Yeah, no, I'm super honored. I was so excited that um, your podcast came to life. I feel like we've been talking about it for literally a year now. So and long. it's just so exciting and the success that's already getting. And when you reached out to me, I was like, oh my God, I'm so honored. And then I had no idea that I was your first, like very first guest. So I'm even more honored and just excited to be here with you. As you guys can see, it's for obvious reasons because I knew <laughs> we would have a really fun, exciting conversation. Um, but there was something, oh, so going back to that, that topic, right? So let's talk about like how all of this stuff comes together. Because to me, like we joke about it, right? We joke about like, you know, you coaching people and being like, go masturbate, but it's all connected. And it's so much of like this new paradigm, divine feminine leadership. And so I want you to just explain to people what new paradigm leadership is and how you show up as a coach for those people. Absolutely. Yeah. So this is something I'm really, really passionate about from both an astrological point of view and human design point of view. So from the human design point of view, the new paradigm is actually a mutation. So we're entering into a completely different gate than we have been in for the last few hundred years. And in a nutshell, this is happening in 2027. It's just this whole shift into what we in human design call rightness. So into passivity, which is the more feminine way of being versus the leftness that we've been in for the past few hundred years. So the leftness is more structured. It's more regimented. It's more defined because of the gate we're, we're in currently and that we've been in. It's more defined by our groups and, you know, connecting with people who are like us and staying in that community and not leaving that community. And now with the globalization that's happening and everything, the new paradigm is about all of us bringing our own individual gifts and talents to the table and interacting with people that are different from us mm -hmm. and really globalizing from a business perspective, really globalizing our brands and not just keeping it, you know, in our small community or with people who agree with us, but really spreading it throughout the world and interacting in all these different ways. So I like to think about it as every single person is like a puzzle piece in this larger puzzle. And right now in the phase that we're in, we're finding the shape and the form and the fit of our puzzle piece. You know, what gifts and talents do I have? What do I bring to the table? What is something that has been conditioned in me that actually isn't natural and isn't normal that I've been doing that I want to stop doing that I saw someone else doing, right? And thought was the quote unquote right way. So instead of doing things the right way, we're finding what's just right for us. And we're understanding contribution versus competition. So that's the human design perspective on the new paradigm, kind of in a very small little nutshell. And then the astrological perspective is the age of Aquarius, which I have a whole episode on my podcast, Soul Rediscovery, with re in parentheses on if people want to go listen to that and like really dive deep into what all of the astrological ages means and what it means to be here now in the age of Aquarius. But the age of Aquarius is actually um, very similar in that it's all about the individual for the collective. So it's all about humanitarianism, quality, what do I contribute to you? What do you contribute to me? And once again, doing it from a place where we're really deeply steeped in our individuality and our uniqueness versus all being the same. So it's really letting go of all of just that cookie cutter bullshit. <laughs> 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 I just <Yeah>. fucking hate. <laughs> we'll get into that. We'll get into what that yeah. is. Or, or elaborate. What do you mean when you say like cookie cutter bullshit? Cause like, I'm like, oh yeah, of 
course. But like, I think that there are so many people who are really like even would consider themselves new paradigm leaders who are so deeply entrenched in the cookie cutter bullshit because it feels really good to find a box that you fit in until it doesn't. Right, exactly. And I was just having a conversation with Jody, another friend and client and coach of ours earlier this morning about this because I was saying, you know, to her, I was talking about, and you're the same way, Gabby, where you're the kind of coach and guide who's not going to be like, okay, let me hold your hand and lead you through the crowd and show you exactly where to go. You're like, hey, what are you working on? What are you doing? Okay, let me provide some gentle guidance and some space holding to help you get to that next level. So, you know, a lot of what we've seen over the last few hundred years is this sameness, right? So we've seen sort of this commercial commoditization of literally everything. And this goes beyond business. Like I love my little history nerd, astrological nerd lens, loves looking at this through like yeah. fashion and culture. And, and I love this. I love that you're saying that because that's one of the things that connected to me initially was like all the layers that you bring. Like it's like the history, the astrology, the science, like it's really all of it, but go continue. Sorry. It finally pays off so much to be <laughs> such a <laughs> I can so relate. I can so relate to that. <laughs> All the watching of the History Channel when I was in like middle school <laughs> or like reading books about ancient Egyptian practices when I was in second grade and finally paying off. No, but I mean, and that's actually part of the new paradigm, right? Is leaning into those like weird places that nobody else yeah. was doing this or you know, as we said at the beginning of this call, I was like, I'm really living because, and you are too, because a lot of our personal astrology is being reflected right now culturally. And so all of the trends and all of like, this is the music and this is mm -hmm. the clothing that people are into is what we're always into. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We, we were connecting over that earlier. Yeah, so it's really funny. So yeah, I mean, what I mean by this cookie cutter sameness, especially from a business context, because I think that's going to be most people listening to this podcast. And like you said, there are a lot of people and I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but there are a lot of people that, you know, do define themselves as these new paradigm leaders or these like feminine leaders. And then a lot of it is again, that sameness and maybe for them that's authentic, but you know, for a lot of people it's not right. So I think that's just a huge part of it is just not being defined by anything, you know, not thinking that, okay, businesswoman looks this way or or coach looks this way, or successful millionaire looks this way, right? And I think women have already, you know, busted through that glass ceiling a lot um, in the last few years, particularly. I think we've seen a huge rise in the divine feminine in terms of, you know, bucking up against what it looks like to be a successful woman or bucking up against what it looks like to be a millionaire or whatever, because even that is something that we associate with men. And particularly like white men and white yeah. straight men in power, right? Like yeah. the 1%. So I think, you know, we've been making strides all along, but right now we're seeing just this huge cultural shift, especially within the coaching space, especially, especially within the business space, especially within the conscious and the spiritual business space, because people are fucking fed up. Like mm -hmm. they don't want to be exactly like Susie Q down the street. They want to be themselves and mm -hmm. they want to be valued for themselves. And a lot of this is happening on the subconscious level where because we see one person be successful, we all decide, oh, I'm going to copy that and I'm going to mm -hmm. do what that person did to be successful instead of doing what feels intuitively, naturally, and innately good to us. Yeah. And trusting that that's what's going to bring success, right? Yeah. yeah. 
holistically, not just in terms of reputation or money, because there are people that don't care about those things. Also, mm-hmm. you know, your idea of success may be completely different from someone else's. And right now we're in a space and time where we're saying that's good. That's safe. We need that. We need all kinds of different voices in the world, not just one. Yeah. And what I love is, and it's so funny that you say that. Cause I always, I'm always like, you know, be yourself to my clients, be yourself, go do it your way. And then so often they like hear that, like, yes, be authentic, AKA be authentically Gabby. Like I am when I'm, and I'm like, Like like, you do not (laughs) need to be doing any of this if it doesn't feel good. Um, So it's really about like constantly checking in with them too, you know, and like being, and and I love it because you do that with me too. You're like, Hey, like, I think one of the best things that I'm the most grateful for, you were like, you know, for anybody who's familiar with human design, I'm a six, two mm-hmm. Catherine is a four. My last coach was a four. Almost everybody that I've ever worked with had been a four. And, and you're like, why are you running your business? Like a four? And I was like, what do you mean? And you're like, oh my gosh. Like, you're like, you're just so like plugged in, in a way that you should not be as a six, two. I was like, well, how can I not be, you know, like, this is all I've ever seen. It's like how my mentors are. And for me, it almost brought up like this, like hypocrisy. And what I found is like in shift into being more of a six two that like the closeness just looks different. Yes. Exactly. And so it's been such a nice evolution because like I'm still so close with my clients and we still talk all the time, but it just looks and feels really, really different and it feels really good. Yeah, absolutely. It's also another thing I've been thinking about recently for you, not to coach you in the moment, but <laughs> is your um, open G center yeah, and your identity center and just talking around that too. Right. And, and how mm-hmm. easy it is you have that to take on different personas or so to easy. Ask, like, so easy. Yeah. Like that person. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, it's been a survival thing, right? It's like that whole survival of the fittest. And it's not even necessarily that that person is, you know, just only successful because they're that way, but it's, they're successful because they're that way, because that's natural for them. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's the piece, like you were saying with your own client, there's a lot of crossover with our clients and I'll hear people say, Oh, I want to be like Gabby and I'll, or I want to be like you or whatever. And I'm like, but why don't you just want to be like yourself? Mm-hmm. You know? Like yeah. I actually, think that you're amazing and so interesting as you are and you don't need to be like me and you don't need to be like Gabby to have results or to attract clients or whatever and actually looking at it from that human design and astrological perspective it's actually polarizing when you're Mm -hmm. not like yourself and when you're trying to put on you know different costumes or masks because one you're attracting people that are not attracted to the real you like think about it like dating you know I'm not going to go on a date and pretend to be you right like yeah I'm not going to go on a date and be like this is how I am and not be myself because then I'm going to be matching with someone who only likes me for that person and like me for me Mm -hmm. and you know we're finding this a lot a lot with my clients right now as we go through this huge cultural shift especially when the north node went into Taurus and we're having Saturn and Aquarius at the same time and now they're squaring each other there's just this huge conversation going on around sovereignty and around sameness versus individuality and just because you're being your individual self it doesn't mean you have to be quirky and crazy and you know totally different and say oh you know f that Mm -hmm. coach like they don't know 
what they're talking about, but it just means we all honor that we all have something to contribute and we don't need to pretend that we're anything else or be anything else or overcompensate for anything else. We're just right as we are. Yeah. And I think the challenge with it is that that's the space where that, where it's really about comes down to creativity, where it's really about literally just creating something different, you know, because it's very easy to say, I'm going to be myself. And then you look at somebody who's being themselves and you're like, I'll be like them. And then that's like, especially for most of us who are like generators or manifestors and we're like, all right, responding. And we're like, yes, that feels really good. You know, like that, that version of that person. And so it's really hard from a brain perspective to like slow down and actually take the time to be intentional and be like, who am I? Who am I? And how do I want to be showing up? And like, what do I have to let go of to be that version of myself? And that's why I love stuff like astrology and human design, which will give you the insight into who you are. And I like both of them because they're a little bit different from, you know, Enneagram or personality tests were really like they built in a lot of your conditioning. You know, like if you're from a high achieving family, you're going to probably be a three or an eight if you were the rebel. Right. And, And so it's like it comes down so much to how you were raised. Right. Women mistype as twos all the time because we've been raised to be the helper. And 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 so I really love, you know, astrology and human design. So if you can kind of maybe touch on that and like how it how you find that it's like helpful for entrepreneurs, that would be awesome. Yeah. Well, I love working with entrepreneurs on this because to me, you know, I've been studying astrology for over 20 years. Mm -hmm. I've been studying human design for over four years before it was popular. And back when it was weird, back when it was weird weird as fuck. And people were like, what is this alien language that you're all into? And I was like, you're a projector. Um, So funny. And remember, I totally predicted that it was going to take off this year because this is the whole conversation. And then of course it did. So Mm -hmm. just cracks me up. But, um, you know, I think the value of, for me at least, Um, for these systems is that they're contemplation systems Mm -hmm. and they're systems that actually help you embody everything, not just your sign, not just, you know, your energy type, but they really help you play and understand and appreciate all of it holistically. Mm -hmm. So what I love about it is that when you're working with, you know, a business owner, we know this because we've been in business long enough to understand this. The difference between a successful business owner and a not so successful business owner is personal development period mm-hmm. period <laughs> like yeah. end of sentence yeah it's it, it's the energetics of it it's the you know mindset of it whatever you want to call it but it really is that piece of it's just the more you get in touch with yourself the more you get in touch with what do i want what do i need what do i deserve and you work through all your personal yeah. stuff <clears throat> the more you grow in business doesn't matter how many business classes you take or courses or whatever yeah. the best thing you can do in business is you know just i don't even want to call it self-improvement. I like to call Mm -hmm. it the rediscovery, right? So coming back to yourself and trusting yourself and honoring yourself and just continually doing that more and more and more as you go through all these juicy phases and cycles and evolutions in life. So to me, and not just to me, but the base of what these two systems are is they're evolutionary um, systems. So they're systems that help us understand our human evolution and our soul's evolution. So when working with business owners, 
owners, it's especially juicy because obviously they have some kind of vision or they have some kind of goal of, I'd like to bring more wealth into my life, or I'd like to expand my visibility, but they're not just expanding their visibility or they're not just bringing in wealth. They're going through this really juicy, juicy, juicy evolution. Mm -hmm. So that's why I personally love it because it's a mirror to show you like, yes, the vehicle, right, is, Mm -hmm. is business, but it's a mirror to show you like, this is how you can embody even more of your authenticity or even more of just owning the fuck out of who you truly are. And in this phase of life right here, right now, by looking at this mirror and contemplating where have I been conditioned to not be like this? Where am I scared to be like this? Where am I feeling judged? Where am I feeling criticized? You know, I'm not wearing a bra right now. And I like to call it the the taking the bra off (laughs) energy where it's like, It would not be authentic. Like I'm in my little nightgown and it would not be authentic to me to like put on a bra for this interview. And we know I thought it was going to be visual because like, that's just not what my body wanted. That's not what I wanted. That's not what my personality wanted, but it would be so easy for me to go, well, I really should put it on because it's professional Mm -hmm. and this is serious and, and you know, blah, 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 blah. This person, that person, they wear bras, but it's like, but is that authentic? Is that good for Mm -hmm. me? Right. And then I look at my astrology and I see my Lilith and Aries and I see my Venus and Aries. And I'm just like, hello, Marilyn Monroe energy. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, Selma Hayek energy, like, you know, or whatever my cancer rising, like hello, Savita Vegata. So and Shakira and all these people that I love. And it's like, would they wear a bra to this interview? Absolutely not. Right. Marilyn Monroe. Selma might have to. You might have to, but <laughs> I don't know. But, but it's just like, but those are women that own the fuck out of their se- their sexuality yeah. and sexuality and and their right. Women. And we're like, and we're brought up to have like so much shame around it, especially. And I think that this goes back to kind of what we were talking about, you know, at the beginning, mm-hmm. where it's really like this is the you know, like it's like that idea of like this glass ceiling being like, oh, like let's get into the room with the men, and it's like mm-hmm. the glass, like busting through the glass ceiling is really us as women being like, hey, we built a room, like we built our own room that's really a room of our own (laughs) a room of our own (laughs) yeah but but I think that to me is so much of it it's like about feeling good doing business on our own terms you know and I think that to me that's so much of what new paradigm leadership really is is bringing in some of this more feminine influence you know that you're allowed that we're allowed to do these things that we can because my next question for you was like you know when we talk about human design and astrology and like the connection to business like I'm always kind of torn. Like, was it always like this? Like, was business always as much of a personal development journey as it is today? Or is this new to new paradigm leadership? Like when you think back on, you know, the railroad builders, like were they like, huh, what does my sacral want to do? No, absolutely not. (laughs) Well, because like I said, it's a survival thing and it's an evolutionary thing, you know, from both the human design and the astrological perspective, we're progressing forward. Mm -hmm. So we are literally like we're evolving as a species. And this is even like where your work is going even more so in the future is really focusing on that evolutionary piece. Things are getting faster. Mm -hmm. Things are getting bigger. Like things are getting more globalized, right? And we see this with, you know, down to our technology that we used to have to send a courier pigeon. And Mm -hmm. we 
to have to call on the telephone and now we can just text each other or Voxer. So we're already collapsing time and space. So it's easy for us to, you know, really get in our heads about it and be like, well, they were they it's like, it doesn't fucking matter. We can just focus on this is what we're doing here. This is what we're doing now. This is what we've personally evolved to. And even to your point about, you know, creating a room of our own, I am so thankful to now be working with men and to be working with, you know, non-binary folks too. And it's like, you know, rather than it being like women against men, it's like really the Mm -hmm. patriarch, even with creating this room, like even the men are like, can I get in on the room? (laughs) Yeah. At the end of the day, like energy is non-binary, right? Like feminine energy, men have feminine energy, women have feminine energy. Like as a collective, we have feminine energy, you know? And I I think the point too, that we're at in a society is that because we've had such huge rising in divine feminine energy, Mm -hmm. now we're also making space for a really healthy masculinity too. Mm -hmm. So that's also the space that I'm personally playing in is I've never defined myself as like a divine feminine coach or even the new paradigm as simply divine feminine because yeah, it's left or excuse me, it's right. It's passive. Right. And yes, that's more yin energy. That's more feminine energy than we've had in the past, which has been really left and really masculine, but it really is this, this hero's gamos. It's this divine balance of these two energies, both within ourselves and outside of ourselves. Yeah. And I love how, I love that explanation of it. Cause I always tell people, you know, um, one of the big things about new paradigm is that hustle doesn't work. Right. Like that it, it's, it is about that shift to like passivity yeah. because I think so much of it. Work, right. Mm-hmm. Like that's the question is did hustle ever work? Yeah. I mean, well, it fit into the, like, it fit into the paradigm of the time, right? Where you could go. The repercussions of hustle Mm -hmm. and like the adrenal burnout, the hormonal stuff for women, the, you know, overutilization of our natural resources. So I think like that's- It's true. It's like now we have an option. Exactly. Now we have an option for the first time really ever you know, to just not do it thanks to technology and all the evolution that we were kind of talking about before. And I think honestly, like getting to the place in the new paradigm where like creativity is a currency and that creativity needs space to breathe and grow. The the more you can tap into your own innate creativity and just be a creative mad genius and not be like, okay, I have to do this. I have to do that. Right. But just live in that place of this is the idea I'm getting. This is the, you know, the vision I'm getting. Like that is the space I'm so interested in, Gabby, especially (laughs) right now is where do we derive our inspiration from? Yeah. You know, if we're not copying each other, like where are we getting our inspiration from? And I was talking to Jess about, I'm such a four. I'm like dropping names left. I'm going to tag them in the show notes. I'm going to be like, come (laughs) check out this episode where you are mentioned. 20 people. Um, But I was talking to Jess about this, you know, she had the exact same download that I did, which is that we just, it's, you know, it's nature, it's natural. We just get it from source. And Mm -hmm. when we're not, I think of it as like a cosmic milk, right? And mothers, Mm -hmm. because I'm a cancer rising and this is how I think. It's like, instead of wombing each other, instead of, you know, attaching to each other through that, like, you know, metaphorical umbilical cord or whatever, Mm -hmm. and, you know, feeding off of each other's milk, like we're going back to the cosmic milk and drinking Mm -hmm 
from that place that is so pure, that is so unique, that is so like, yes, this is me. This is what I'm here to bring to the table. Only I can do in my way that no one else can do. And that's where like the downloads come from. And that's even why the masturbation plays into this because that's such like a primal and individual thing. And it's such a portal and it is an ancient portal. I've done more research on it since (laughs) I'm handling this ton. And it really is, it's this ancient portal for inspiration and creativity. And even when you look at the scientific aspects of it, it's because it puts our body into that beautiful parasympathetic nervous system response where we're relaxed and we're receiving and it, you know, stimulates all those amazing like happiness hormones. So we're just feeling inspired. Our minds are open. Our hearts are open. You know, it puts us in a completely different space than if we're just trying to logic everything out and not trusting our intuition or not trusting what just divinely comes through us. Yeah. Yeah. And I love, you know, that I, I like love me some science. And when we look back, I think on, on like the greatest breakthroughs, like they were, they were channeled, like they were divine inspiration. You know, it was like, here's this thing that does not exist. And now there's like that flash of divine inspiration. And now I'm going to try to figure this thing out, you know, or follow this idea or whatever. It's, it's always so fascinating to see, especially in the context of, of history too. I like to take the phrase and I forget who it was that said it, but one of the inventors said it and they said it's 99% perspiration and 1% inspiration or something mm-hmm. along those lines. And I like to take that and flip it and say, well, what if we were evolving to this place? Because if you think about it, like you just said, what is that inspiration? Well, that's a divine download. That's tapping mm-hmm. into, it's like that restructuring of the DNA and, and the junk DNA, getting into all that nerdy science stuff Mm -hmm. of like what lives in those places that we don't explore, right? Mm -hmm. What lives in the places when we stop trying to push and when we stop trying to work so hard or use our brains always to figure it out. And we just kind of let it come to us. And I love that. Yes. It's like a remembrance. It's going into, you know, you were kind of alluding into junk, talking about the junk DNA and everything. And it's like, it's like remembering, you know, it's like remembering that being where we know these things where it's not like the pushing and the learning. All right. So I have one final question for you. What is, okay. So it's a two-part question. Okay. So what is your favorite part of working with new paradigm thought leaders? And what is your least favorite part of working with new paradigm leaders? Okay. I'm going to start with the least favorite part. Okay. My least favorite part is the triggers. We're triggered a bunch. Yeah. And I'll tell you why. Because there's a level, I was just talking to Sam about this, add her to the (laughs) list. Add her to the list of people being tagged was talking to Sam Cavani about this and I was like we need to co-author a post on this mm-hmm. because you know I've, I feel like I've been really fortunate I haven't had much of this in my business it's more so what other people are telling me and again it's from that place of we're kind of like newborns learning how to walk again mm-hmm. <laughs> or like we've been taught one way to walk and now we're learning a completely different way to walk right and it's we're kind of in this space culturally especially as women where everything is a little bit reactive mm-hmm. right versus creational which we were just talking about the difference between being reactive and being creational and 
so my least favorite part, not necessarily of the people that I work with, but my least favorite part of this moment in time, mm-hmm. I guess I will say, yeah, transition to the new paradigm is how easily people can get triggered when people are showing up in their authenticity, in their worth, in their full embodied selves. And especially because a lot of times people have this people pleasing conditioning or, you know, they've been conditioned themselves to be a certain way. So then they'll sign up with someone because they remind them of their mom or they remind them of whatever. And then that person helps them see like, Hey, you don't have to be like that anymore. But then it's kind of this individual thing where it's just like the individual rebellion that should have happened with the mother or should have happened with the grandma or whatever happens with the coach. And so I think just as adults, because we're all adults, We have to take ownership of the fact that we make commitments, that we decide to invest in things, and that we're all adults. No one here is going to be your mom. No one here is going to be that energy that like holds your hand and guides you every single step of the way when you're working in a new paradigm way. And I think we're all so used to that, not just in the coaching space, but just in life. We're so used to being told what to do. We have this funny response when someone says, I don't want to tell you what to do. I want you to bring your creation, your energy to me and I'll help and contribute in my own way to what you're building. That's such a shift. And that's actually my favorite part of being a new part. And that's why I love working with you so much. And maybe you can even speak to this better of your own experience of working together. But I just love working with you so much because you always bring things. You're always like, here's an idea I had or here, or even if you don't even have to have anything, you could just be like, here's how I'm feeling today. And I'm like, okay, let's explore that. Let's play with that. Let's get interested in that versus you being like, Catherine, what do I do? What do I do? And I'm just like, Gabby, it's your life and you're woman. You know what I mean? It's like, even if I were to make that decision for you, it's not empowering. It's not empowering for you to be like, Hey, Catherine, you're the reason I'm happy. Or you're the reason that I have success. Like I never want to hear that from my client. I want to hear, Oh my God, you inspired me. Oh my God. Through your guidance. I found this piece of myself that I just absolutely love that I'd forgotten about, but I never want to hear it's because of you, or I have like, I have to work with you for the rest of my life. Cause I can never let go. Mm-hmm. Like it's totally fine to want to work with someone for the rest of their life, but that's because it's a good partnership. That's yeah. because it's a good collaboration. It's a good contribution. It balances you out, but it's this, it's transitioning into interdependence versus codependence. And that's, yeah. you know, where the triggers and stuff come from is, you know, because we haven't learned these things. Sometimes people will set boundaries and then you're just like, okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's so funny. Like I had, so, so yeah. So this episode, had the episode that I just recorded an episode yesterday, it was actually triggers and it was actually more so triggers like outside of what comes up in a coaching relationship because yeah. it really does end up being that mentor mentee like ends up being a mirror for so many relationships in our lives and just an opportunity for those triggers to either continue to play out or to actually transform them and 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 so but what I really arrived at was like it's trust that that it's our trust that's triggered we see somebody who's doing it and they're doing it differently from us we're like oh no trigger because is the way that I'm doing it good enough or whatever. Or we see people who are doing it, you know, exactly the way that we want to. And then we're triggered. We're like, oh, can I trust myself to take the action that I feel like I'm ready to take, but I'm so scared. And yeah, and I think, you know, we, it really is. I think because you're right, because we're doing so much stuff that's so new that we've never seen before that those self-trust triggers just come up all the time.
time. There's really no path that's already been forged ahead for us because what we're ultimately trying to carve out is our own path. Mm -hmm. My guides always like to say there's no roadmaps where you're going. So stop Mm -hmm. trying to look for them. (laughs) Like, you know, in their cheeky little way, they're like, stop trying to look for roadmaps. There's no, you, you are paving the roadmap as you go, you know? And I think my favorite way to reframe this for everyone is instead of being triggered, be activated. Mm -hmm. And then again, it's that personal responsibility. So it's like, what am I going to do with this activation versus it being about the other person? And that's not just a me saying this, like that actually is the key to transitioning in the new paradigm energy right now is releasing the wronging where you rate people and say, oh, this person's better than this person for whatever reason. And it's releasing the judgment. And a lot Mm -hmm. of times that is the trigger or any kind of trigger that comes up. And it's really transforming and transmuting it into an activation of maybe that works for them, but that doesn't work for me. Or maybe that used to work for me in the past, but it no longer does. It no longer resonates. And I think that's the other piece too, from, again, I always feel I have this gate in my human design also, but I, oh, and it's one of my incarnation cross gates, my lead gate actually, but it's 360 I, where I feel like I always have this perspective where I'm just seeing all of it. And I'm like, we need all of it. You know, we need people who are talking about, for instance, that money doesn't matter. And we need people who are talking about money really matters. And, you know, everybody's at this different place and stage and evolutionary cycle. And so it's really just about allowing space for all of it. And especially allowing space for your contribution to the conversation. And the more we can think about it like a potluck, yeah, someone might bring the macaroni salad and you are not a macaroni salad kind of gal. Like you would rather have some brownies. So you're going to eat the brownies instead. And that's cool. Right. But it's understanding that we need all of it. It's all helpful. It's all useful. And we all have our own unique point of views, but trusting that yours is just right for where you are now. And, you know, being bold and being brave in sharing that and in offering that that's the game changer. I love that. Yeah. Just bringing it back right to the beginning when, when we talked about like, what is new paradigm? And it's that it's like tolerance, inclusivity, being open-minded, allowing that creativity to blossom and bloom, right? Allowing each person to be their creative selves. Um, So thank you so much. Um, This was so awesome. Can you let people know where they can find you and work with you? Yeah, absolutely. So I have many offers. I have a mastermind uh, that's called the Golden Rose Business Mastermind, where we just go deep into literally all of this. It's a new paradigm business mastermind. um, And it it really to me is, is more of a leadership mastermind than anything else. Um, so whether you have a business or not, it's really about how to be a leader in the new paradigm. My contribution to the group is the astrology and human design and channeling perspectives. I do access, you know, a really high frequency of the Akashic records and just energy in general, but everybody brings their own stuff to the table. So it's a true mastermind versus just like a group. It's a true mastermind where everybody's contributing and giving and, and receiving from one another. I have that. I have a one-on-one coaching, especially for my folks that are already established six, seven, eight figure and above entrepreneurs. Um, that's a really good place to start. And uh, just 
all kinds of things. I have an astrology course, all kinds of things. I'm an MG, so <laughs> testing generator. So I'm just like, I, I'm just like a little butterfly that goes from flower to flower. Like this is what I want to offer now. And this is what I want to do now. And, you know, it always just works out that it's exactly perfect for what people need right, right there, right now. So whenever you're listening to this episode, you can check out my website. It's Catherine Whaler. That's W-E-H-L-E-R.com. Uh, so CatherineWhaler.com. And then I'm Catherine underscore Whaler on Instagram. And I'm literally the only person in the world with my name. So wherever you Google Catherine Whaler, that will be me. I <laughs> so love it. Super easy to find me. I love it. Follow her. She has the best astrology memes and the best new paradigm memes. So very entertaining to follow her on Instagram. I always think like the greatest wisdom is the shamans who are just like, just laugh. Yeah. Like, like, why are you taking it all so seriously? Just, yeah, honestly, it's like the, it's creativity. What yeah. I remember when we were in law school, Jake always jokes and my, my friends from law school, cause I would do like cartoons for us. When, oh, when yeah. Our outlines. Yeah. I would put like cartoons in. Cause it's like, when you can find the humor in something, you like demonstrate such a profound understanding of it. But we think like, Oh, like it's not whatever. It doesn't it's not serious to be funny. And it's like, what if it is? I know. I love how we're returning to pleasure and joy mm-hmm. and just all the things that are just so yeah. natural to us yeah. and feel good and coming from that place. Yes. So good. So thank you so much. And everybody give her a follow. Make sure that you are stepping into Catherine's world. It's a really fun world to be in. I can speak I from know. experience. I love having you in my world. <laughs> all right. So thank you so much. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. If you loved this episode, I guarantee you are going to love hanging out with me. So come over to my Facebook group, Ready for More, Change Your Thoughts, Transform Your Life, and let's keep this party going.